Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desby, and the B today stands for birthday. Now, I know I already had my birthday, so you guys are like, okay, Des, the ship has sailed. We get it. You celebrated. We get it. You're 28. Grow up. I get it. However, just let me sulk in it for one more moment. This birthday was honestly probably the best I've had, and excuse me while I need to open up this Alani real quick. Enjoy the ASMR. I'm scared. Don't explode. Ooh. Nothing like a crisp Alani sip. Fuck. Dude, kiwi guava, if you guys did not get a hold of kiwi guava, I'm sad for you. This is probably my second favorite flavor. I was going to say favorite, but cherry slush is definitely still that girl for me. So back and better 28 feeling great it's officially been almost one week since i turned 28 and honestly it's been a pretty great week i found myself just kind of stepping into this new year with solid energy solid excitement and a solid strength program because i'm in the middle not even in the middle i'm in the beginning of six weeks to shreds which is my six week challenge i'm so excited our community is buzzing everyone's so pumped i'm so pumped it's just been a really good environment so far. If you guys have not yet watched Brunch with Desby on YouTube, please go do it because I'm looking like extremely cute today. And this new makeup look that I have going on is just like chef's kiss. My mascara looks good and I'm doing this new kind of not hack. It's not a really a hack, but I've been underpainting. So if you guys are new to makeup and like don't know what you're doing, I will teach you. Underpainting is the art of doing all of your contouring, your blush, all that shit before you do your foundation. So what I've been doing is using my contour stick. I usually still use my dibs duo stick. I'll put on my contour, I'll put on my blush, blend it out and then do my foundation. But I've kind of been only doing my foundation in like my T-zone so that you can still see the underpainting. I do some like translucent setting powder. Like honestly, girl, she's looking good. If you can look, sit here and look at me and be like, you look like shit. I'll take it. If you want to say that to my face, honestly, if you want to tell me I look like shit, say it with your chest and I'll accept it. And you must have a real account with a real name and a real photo. Those are my requirements. Thank you so much. Anyways, birthday was amazing. Again, like we went to Chicago for the day. We went to a place called Putt Shack. Um, I I kept calling it butt shack because it just, it made it way more funny. We did mini golfing and guys, you would not believe the way that Wyatt just finessed his crutches. Like it was the craziest shit to see him go in and out of putt putting with these crutches. Like he was literally parkouring everywhere. It was cracking me up. If you guys want to see our trip, check out my latest personal YouTube video. I did a full birthday vlog. We did a couple's massage. Listen, let me tell you this very straight. 
If you guys have never gotten massaged by a Russian woman, you have never had a real massage. And that is me totally giving praise to those of Russian descent because I met the most kind Russian woman who ended up being my massage therapist and girl, the way that she massaged me. And that sounds crazy, but it was, she was so real for that. She put on this like essential oil. And honestly, now that I'm talking about it, I need to go buy it. It was an oil. She said she got off Amazon. It was eucalyptus and lemon. Oh my gosh. She put it on like a hot towel, put it around my, like around my neck while she was massaging my back and my traps and stuff. I almost left Wyatt. No, I'm just kidding. But it was amazing. Couples massage, putt shack. We got sushi. We went and saw a new movie, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. And ultimately just, I had probably the best birthday I've had in years. Like so, like so real for that. Ever since I turned 25, which was the year I found out I was pregnant and we were, we literally went into COVID. I can't say I've really had like a wow birthday, you know, like it's just kind of been like, yeah, like another, another birthday where like, I can't do something or like something came up, but having the kids watched being gone for a day, it like made me come back and like love my kids which sounds terrible, but <laughs> I felt, I felt really refreshed is what I'm saying. So that is what was new. And I will say today I got my period. Yay. Where's my cycle sisters? It was just kidding. I, I, I just don't like that verbiage. I'm going to be very honest, <laughs> but I got my period today. It's my third one, three in a row. And I've officially had more periods postpartum than I did with Maddox and has, have not gotten pregnant. But this past week, my, my Sunday reset was plan B. You know what I mean? Because I have so much anxiety about that. Listen, Wyatt could use a condom. Wyatt could honestly not even touch me. We could, we could truly not even have sex. And I am so scared that I'm going to get pregnant every month. So if you are someone who has recently gone through like a same experience of me, where you're kind of like, I want more kids, maybe, but definitely not right now. You've had a pregnancy scare, whatever it may be. Like, you know, the vibe where you're just like living in anxiety. I feel like I'm 19 again, trying not to get pregnant. I'm like, I am 28 years old. Why do I have this like teenage fear? (laughs) But until Wyatt and I are like really set in stone about our decision of children, I just, I don't want to take the measure of like a vasectomy when it could be a decision we regret, you know? So that's just kind of where I'm at. But anyways, Sunday reset, plan B, a monster energy (laughs) because I was at CVS um, in a bag of chips for the way home. Like that was just, that was so much energy, like post-birthday energy. So last week also, you guys, I, I told you guys about my fake ring that I got. So I bought a fake wedding band to go with it. So now I have a complete set look at this. Look, dude, it is. Tell me it's not cute. Like Amazon, you did not have to do this. I love it. (laughs) So anyways, um, the funniest part about my birthday celebration that I I needed to share because I forgot to share it in my YouTube. When we went to Putt Shack, I got this like chicken sandwich for lunch. And it said at the end that it came with like an aioli and an apple sauce. And I was like, holy shit, this sandwich is about to be so fire. Like I love aioli and like it had a pork belly on it. And I was like, wow, that with like an apple sauce on it, like sounds really great. No, bro. They showed up with my food and it literally was fucking applesauce as a side. This is an adult meal, like an adult like entree. They had applesauce as a side. Now my assumption in what I did was like, I did dip the sandwich in the applesauce, but the way I read it was that it was going to come with an apple 
sauce. Am I, am I the weird one for that? Like, would you have heard that and thought, yeah, duh, it's applesauce? Like, I gotta know. I was so embarrassing. And lastly, Wyatt did beat me at putt-putt, which is so fucked up. But he got this one hole-in-one, like, that was a straightaway. And I didn't understand how the certain hole worked. And anyways, so he beat me by five, which was just so stupid. So stupid. You're so stupid, Karen. Anyways, I hope you guys had a fantastic Easter last week. If you haven't watched... Last week's episode, Rejection is Redirection. Please go listen to it. I loved recording it. I love the message. I love even like listening back to it myself. I am my biggest fan, however. But if you haven't watched it because of Easter, please go do that. It was a really great message and honestly probably blew a lot of Easter Sunday sermons out of the water. So if if you're asking me that, that sermon, my sermon, should have more streams than Elevation Church or Joel Austin or whatever, whatever other pastors there are out there. Pastor Desby has your back last Sunday. Speaking of Sunday and like Easter and stuff, dude, I felt like shit that day because we came back from like birthday celebration. We're settling in, right? It's Easter. We wake up. We're kind of in like relaxation mode. No, I get on Instagram and everyone looks cute. Everyone has makeup on. Everyone is like having traditions and like making like cute photos and like taking cute family photos. And I like look at why I'm like, dude, we look like shit. Like I don't even think we took, we took one family photo and I think it was outside during an Easter egg hunt that we set up for Maddox just in the front yard. Literally. I, I almost felt like a, like a disgrace. I was like, am I even celebrating today? Like what is going on? So kind of piggybacking off that, I said, you know, am I even celebrating today? I've had this like weird energy around my religious and spiritual journey. And I've, I've shared that couple, I want to say couple episodes ago, but really it was like a couple months ago, I shared my dinosaurs on Noah's Ark. That's what the episode's called. And I talked about my struggle right now with like religion and like growing up very religious, but like, what am I right now? You know, like, am I an astrology girl? Like, am I a crystal girl? I, I don't know what I am. I still believe in a higher power. I still like believe in God. Like, I just don't know how to explain it. I'm just I wouldn't say I'm lost. I'm, I'm in a very much of a discovery and relearning mode. And I don't think that you can go into any religious sector closed off. So like right now, if you were to try to come preach to me, I'm not open to being preached to, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not ready to learn. I'm just kind of, I need time to evaluate it myself, you know? And I think that's the one thing I hate about religion is that it's so pressed on you to like have to know it all like right now and like believe in it right now. When I think there's more attention to whatever religion or spirituality you choose when you want to learn about it. You know, it's kind of just like majoring in something in college when there's passion behind it, you take it more seriously. So that's just kind of like where I'm at with religion right now. And so it was really tough on Sunday, last Sunday on Easter to, to honestly say anything because it was probably the first year ever. Like, I'm so serious. I didn't say, you know, he is risen, like happy Easter. Like, thank you for dying for our sins. Like it was the first year I'm I, like, seriously, that I didn't bring religion into anything. Like even my family, you know, messaged back, he is risen, like whatever. And I'm, and all I said was like, happy Easter. Like I, I just, I didn't even feel comfortable saying that because not that I don't believe it. I just, I don't know what I believe right now. That's just, that's really where I'm at right now. I'm just, I'm exploring I'm figuring out my own religious journey and, um, yeah, I, I'm not at all like Satanist or 
Um, I'm blanking on the word. I don't not believe in a power. Why am I blanking on that? Why? What is the word? Um, Anyways, I'm not atheist. There's the word. I'm not like atheist. I'm not like Satanist or anything like that. I just, I don't, I just don't know. So anyways, if you can relate with me, maybe this Easter was like difficult for you too. Um, But I just found it kind of difficult for me. Um, okay. So anyways, I have my little notes down here. Cause again, I'm recording a little bit late and I want to make sure that I have everything that I want. So stay tuned for that sooner or later. Hopefully I'll have like a laptop set up so it can be like legit and I'll have a monitor and it'll like look good. But for now, take messy action guys. I hope this, I hope this whole journey of me on YouTube, me doing like literally anything in life can be an encouragement to you to just fucking try. Like whatever it is for you, try. It's not going to be pretty, but guess what? In a year from now, when we come back and like we look at this episode and this backdrop and you know, whatever, you're gonna be like, oh my God, Des, like look where you started. And that's, that's what it's about. Um, so moving into the next topic is brunch with Desby trip. If you guys have not signed up for my Costa Rica brunch with Desby trip, please make sure you go do so. They do offer payment plans. If the trip for some reason is canceled, you will be fully refunded everything above and beyond. There's early bird special of $2,200. Regular price will be 23. So this is a one-time price. This includes all of our activities, all of the stays, all of the food, all of the things. It is all on the website. So click the link below. So you can have all of that information. I'm very excited to be spending some intimate time with you guys. Honestly, I hope the trip doesn't sell out because I think the less people that are there, the more special it's going to be. Like I'm a girl. So like I'm trying to like huddle around a fire and like talk all night. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is a trip for the girls. This is a trip for the brunch with Desby gang. You want to work out? Cool. But this isn't about fitness. This is truly about just like womanhood. Like, let's just have fun together. Like all the girls, like we're just slumbering and having a big blast. I'm very excited. So make sure you go sign up for that, or at least check out the details and feel comfortable with that. The only thing you are responsible for is your flight to and from obviously Costa Rica. There'll be airport transportation. Everything else is totally included. So you can feel really comfortable there. Next up, NIL chat. Okay. So I've done nothing but watch sports the past three weeks. And like, trust me, I'm not like a watching sports on TV girly, but there's this thing now that wasn't available when I was in college called NIL. So this is like basically name, image, and likeness. People in college and even up to high school are getting offered money to do like brand endorsements, and be sponsored by things. So off the top of my head, I'm just making an example. Barstool Sports has like athletes. So they pay you monthly to represent Barstool Sports as a college or um, high school athlete, like I said. With that being said, there was a player on Iowa, and I'm literally blanking on her name from the March Madness tournament. Her name, I think is Caitlin Clark. Am I saying that right? If if so, I'm sorry. Or if not, I'm sorry. Caitlin Clark, she literally on like the NCAA women's final basketball game made like a million dollars in college just off of that game alone, endorsements, et cetera, which I think is amazing. Like I think that if if schools are using athletes to promote their, their school, their sports teams, whatever, they should definitely be getting paid for their name, image, and likeness. 100%. They should not be able to promote that and use them virtually for them then to have like no money, right? So anyways, point being, I'm curious how the NIL will continue to shift college athletics. And if you nerd out like this, like me, cool. If not, you can like skip forward, but give me a second here. 
If you had the opportunity to go professional and maybe you had a signing bonus that was like a a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But if you know you can finish college, get your degree and make millions of dollars still as like a top 1% athlete in the country, why would you not? So like, I feel like we're going to see a lot of people put off going to the draft to stay in college longer and finish out their degrees along with like get paid during college. However, on the flip side, I'm curious if people, if it really won't change anything, because to me, I would be more terrified to get injured in college and then like not be able to get an offer for the professional league. Do you know what I mean? So like if, if I was like, oh no, I'm not going to go to the NBA this year, I'll go next year. So then I play my college season and I make, you know, a couple million, whatever, again, as the top tier athlete. And then I blow out my knee that last game. Like, do you think that that team's going to want me again? You know what I mean? So I feel like there's a little bit more at stake for like the top athletes, but I'll be really curious, like what ends up happening. And, and it's something I really wish that we could have had in college. Cause I think it could have also pushed a lot of people more to even just be the superior athletes and be the best of the best and maybe get like a little bit more fire under your ass to like even work harder. Does that make sense? I don't know, just something I've been like thinking about. So anyways, thank you guys for all the support the past week um, on like my YouTube videos, on my podcast, everything above and beyond. You guys rock. Even just showing up here and having like a couple hundred views on my videos means the world to me. Like I look at people like The Toast and, um, you know, Call Her Daddy and all these other like really big notable podcasts. And I'm like, you know, like I'm going to be there one day and I don't know how and I don't need to know how, but like, that's what I'm working for. And I think that showing up and again, just taking messy action, doing what you can do with what you have. And that's exactly what I'm doing in the middle of Michigan. I am just really, really proud to have the support that I do because, um, it just, it all really fucking matters. And you know, at the end of the day, if there is one thing that I want to do and continue to keep doing, it's YouTube and podcasting. Like there is just nothing that brings me more honest fulfillment and that is what I'm going to keep chasing. So respectfully, like fuck Instagram, fuck Lemonade. <laughs> I do like that app though. It's cute. Uh, make sure you follow me and you know, fuck TikTok, fuck all this shit. Like I want a podcast. I want a YouTube. That's, that's what I want to be. And that's what I'm going to continue to strive for. So thank you guys so much. Last few things. Number one, I did get my new road lip peptides in. You guys know I had to buy the passion fruit jelly. It's so cute. It's yellow. I love this new yellow, like trending citron, citron, whatever the fuck daffodil yellow. I don't know. I love this aesthetic. Like this is like the summer color in my opinion. Also, like, I feel like we're kind of over the whole Selena and Haley thing, which is so funny. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, like we're going to forget about it. No one gives a shit. It's so funny. We all get worked up about this bullshit. And then a week later, no one ever talks about it again. It's crazy. And you know what else I thought about today? The other day when I was shopping for my birthday, there was Balenciaga everywhere, right? I'm like, what the fuck happened to us canceling Balenciaga, right? What the fuck happened to us canceling Kanye West, right? Or like, I'm just looking at all these brands who have, you know, fucked up. And it's like, yeah, no one cares. Everyone is just so performative. Like we want to pretend like we care so badly. Like, oh, I'm never supporting them again. And then like a few weeks later, you're back out buying the same shit. Like it's just, it's crazy to me. Just sometimes just like, don't say anything, right? Like, I think that's just what we need to do better is like, don't get caught up in the bandwagon hate for something. Just shut the hell up. 
So then, then at that point, you're not ever saying anything good. You're not saying anything bad. You're just not saying anything at all. Now on the flip side, if it is, it depends. Okay. There are certain topics that, you know, you can speak about and you have passion about, but for the most part, if we're pissed about a fucking TikTok that Selena and Haley made that might've shaded Selena, but like what, like you guys are so weird. I'm I'm sorry. So yeah, I did go ahead and buy the fucking lip peptides because I love it. And I still like Haley and I, I buy a lot of road, but then I also love Selena. I buy a lot of rare beauty. So politely F off. Last thing, new Petula drops today at 1 PM EST. Guys, we have bare body suits. We have a new, um, iris color. We have Persian blue. This is the most beautiful blue I've ever seen in Petula bear fabric. We have new three fourths quarter zips. We have new flowy crops. Um, I don't want to like pull everything out, but like guys bear two fabric do not miss. The only thing I will say, and just a little tip is in my opinion, the bear short, or I'm sorry, the bear leggings, regular bear leggings fit different than the bear pocket leggings. In my opinion, I feel like I could almost size up in the pocket leggings. They're just, they're different seams. They feel tighter. I don't know why it's just they're They feel tighter. So just a little FYI, if you want to try to size up the pocket legging, I feel like you would be 100% happy. You did just want to point that out. Um, so that launches today at 1 PM EST as always code does B for a 5% off. And I know that's not a lot, but you know, a little goes a long way and I do get supported. I make a little bit of commission. Think it's just like the same as all my other companies. If you spend $20, I make $2. So say you buy like a pair of leggings and a shirt, you spend $70. I maybe make like what that'd be like two, four, six, eight, eight to $10. So a little goes a long way and it supports me, supports the channel, supports everything that I do. And I would appreciate it with my whole heart. Last thing, Paragon Fitwear. We have the new launch coming on April 20th. So later this week, code Desby, 11% off. We have the new botanical collection. I reviewed it on last week's YouTube video. And I also put it in last week's like here. So like this YouTube video and my personal YouTube video, I have full review and like try on and stuff. So definitely one of my favorite launches, um, of this year, like just the color palette, the pieces. I love it. I wish it was naked fabric or ultra Lux or even rec stretch. It is flex sweat, not my favorite fabric, but like I, the pieces are amazing to where it like makes the fabric good. Like the fabric's not bad. It's just not my favorite like style very much like active wear sweat proof. And I like more of like a buttery compression. I also don't like sweat a ton. So I understand where like some people would prefer more like sweat waking, right? I'm not naive to that. Okay. Last two things, watches. And then we have a little bit of a skincare corner as always. First watch. I've done nothing but watch sports. I'm so serious, guys. I've watched nothing else. I've barely been able to catch up on YouTube. I've just been so busy. We had a busy week. We traveled, whatever. So I've watched the Masters. Yeah, fucking golf. I've been watching golf. Literally so embarrassing, so boring. Um, But that is what I've been watching. And honestly, I I still don't know what's going on. Like I've been, quote, watching, still couldn't tell you what's going on. So that's what I've been watching. But I will say I did go see the Air movie. So this is with like Ben Affleck. Matt Damon, a few other like notable actors. And it was about the come up of the shoe, about the come up of Air Jordan. Um, it was so fucking cool. Like if you guys have not seen that, you have to go see it. I love sports movies though. Like Coach Carter, Southpaw, any type of like also like documentary, like I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Anything of like telling a story of like an athlete, like I like watching those like origin stories, you know, um, 
documentary style too, like remakes, whatever. I love sports. So hearing the come up from like also a business perspective of the business of Nike and seeing how back in the, I believe it was like the early, early eighties, mid eighties, how Nike was like Nike. It was like Converse ran shit. Then it was Adidas. Then it was Nike. So like Nike was like third on the totem pole, not doing that hot. Um, it was like, it was crazy. So just to see like the business history, it was such a great movie. Highly recommend it. Go get some brownie points. Tell your husband or your boyfriend, whoever be like, babe, I really want to go see air. Like it's about the come up of air Jordan. I feel like he would be like DTF. Like he would be like so excited and be like, oh my God, babe, you're passionate about that. And you're like, yeah. And he's like, here's a ring. It's from Amazon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I think that it's a really good movie that any couple could also go to and like really enjoy great history. The, the, the revolution of the revolutionary change in sports players getting again, like notable money for using their name is it started with air Jordan and it again, just, Oh my God, so fucking good. Like I would literally go see it again. I I loved everything about it. So that was my watch of the week. That's literally it. Other than I watched some family guy just like to go to bed. That was it. Other than that skincare corner, let's just like have one more little chat to send us off not only into this episode, but into this new spring season, because babe, it's supposed to be 70 here this week in Michigan. And like, I'm preparing, I'm preparing my skin to start taking on those higher UV rays and UV indexes. And as you should too. So let's just have a little like sunscreen refresher. All right. You should be putting on sunscreen every single fucking day and you should be putting it on underneath the moisturizer. Okay. It's not, it's not your step before moisturizer, put it on, on top of moisturizer, make sure that you are using enough to also cover your face. If you're putting it on super thin, you're not going to get the coverage that you need. It should be decently thick. Okay. Um, it should also like dry pretty nice. If you want to use a facial sunscreen, like the Tula ones I use, whatever, totally fine. Don't feel like you have to then use that like on your body, use your face sunscreen, use your nice face sunscreen, and then use whatever on your body. It doesn't matter as long as it's covered. However, I will argue you want a really nice face sunscreen because you do not want to clog up here. You don't want to cause acne. So investing in a really nice quality facial sunscreen is going to be pretty important. Sunscreen is important anyways. So as long as you're wearing it, I'm also going to like give you a big hug, but If you want a nice facial sunscreen, definitely worth investing in um, and using daily. If you ever need to reapply and you're like, but does I have makeup on now? Whatever. Number one, use a beauty blender and just dot on some sunscreen or you can find like by super goop. I'll link it below. There's actually like a spray sunscreen. You can just kind of like put a little refresh reset spray on because you still have that really nice foundation you already put on before. I don't necessarily recommend using like skin tints or whatever as like your primary sunscreen. I like to put on a little bit of a base underneath. That's a little bit more like high power SPF instead of just relying on like a makeup bottle that says SPF 30. Cause again, are you using enough? Probably not. Cause you just want to like have a nice light look on your face. You're probably not using enough for the protection. So that's just my little refresher. I personally love Mineral Magic by Tula. Um, There is their new um, sun serum. Not my favorite mineral choice. If I'm going to go um, mineral-based sunscreen, I'm going to use Tula's Mineral Magic or the Protecting Glow, which is chemical sunscreen. Just because there's chemicals in sunscreen does not mean it's going to disrupt your endocrinology 
endocrine system. There we go. Sorry. Endocrinologists have even spoke on this. Chemicals and sunscreen are needed for certain formulations. So don't let the internet scare you. If you have a chemical sunscreen that you really like, you can keep using it. It is okay. Now don't go fucking ingesting it and be crazy with it, but you're going to be okay. So that's just my little refresher going into spring and summer. You need to be using sunscreen. If you aren't using it, literally the rest of your like skincare does not matter. I'm so, I'm so serious with that. If you are using all the nice products and you're spending hundreds of dollars on skincare in hydrofacials and whatever, doesn't matter if you're not using SPF every day. I, pr- I promise you, I know it's annoying, but I like, I promise you that. So, um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into advice from Desby. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm excited to hear from you guys, give you some tips, but before that, let's hop into a little advertisement from our partner, BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really, therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to that top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. You can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. See why over 2 million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. Okay, so we are heading into our advice with Desby column. I am so excited um, because I absolutely love giving, I love giving advice. You know, I might not be like the best advice giver. I might not take the advice myself, but like, babe, I'm going to try to give you the best advice. That's what it comes down to. Okay. So here we are. I got it loaded. First one. I've been seeing this guy for about 10 months now, a month in, he told me he didn't want to hide anything from me. And his ex-wife was pregnant with their second kid. I really wanted it to work. So I kept talking to him and seeing where it went. We officially started dating and they had their baby and all was well, kinda. Until we broke up and we were working on things, but he was on Tinder and inviting girls home from the bars during that time. I found out about it and ignored him for a week. You, girl, girl, what? You ignored him. I would just be like, bye. He said he wasn't taking it seriously and you, now he wants to start. 
I don't know how mad I can be when we technically weren't in a relationship, but it's unsettling. I was trying to work on things and he was working on ways to talk to other girls. Yeah, that's a red flag. I'm sorry. Anyways, he told his parents about me and told his ex-wife who we're now going to see next week and have lunch with her and her kids and watch the kids just us for a few days. Did I mention she lives states away? Super anxious about next week. Super unsure if I'm making the right move or not. I feel like he's changed a decent amount, but his entire situation is complicated and I don't want to be involved in his kids' life. If he isn't going to be any different, we're going to go back to where, why we broke up in the first place, AKA he sucks at communicating and literally wouldn't speak things when I brought up my feelings. Sincerely, a girl with the dumb bitchitis. Okay. First off, love is blind. So like if you're someone who is like in this relationship and you're really liking the way it vibes, I get where it's like, you want to just work things out. I think from the outsiders looking out, any outsider looking into situations in relationships, it's so easy for us to be like, Oh girl, leave, leave. You deserve better. But when you're in a relationship that you see working, it's, it's very individual. So again, taking just the context I have alone, if he's taking you to now meet this you know, the kids, the wife, the, the family, whatever. I think that's pretty serious. Um, I would just keep your guard up and I would maybe communicate with him like, Hey, I'm not comfortable being around the kids, like a substantial amount until we are solidified, because I think that's unfair also to the kids. Um, and I feel like you probably feel that same way too. On the flip side, just being girl to girl, I would also encourage you to know that there are other people out there too, that would treat you amazing and have great communication with you that would start a fresh life with you and maybe not have the extra, you know, things going on in their life that again, you know, this seems a little bit deeper than just having kids. This is like a communication problem. I wouldn't call it a cheating problem, but you know, I don't know, sex addiction. Is there something going on there? I don't know. So just keep your guard up, be very open in communication with him. You mentioned he sucks at communicating, but that doesn't mean that you have to shut down because of it. So maybe keep trying but don't call yourself a dumb bitch. We've all been there. We can, we can say we're wise, but also be a dumb bitch. That's all I'm saying. Hi, babe. I'm 23 and about to move in for the first time with my boyfriend of five years. Oh my gosh. It kind of sounded like me and Wyatt. Here's my predicament. The last five years of our relationship were kind of spent long distance. And by kind of, I mean, we only lived 40 minutes away from each other, but we're both going to school and had full-time job, full-time jobs. We really only see each other a few times a week. So not as long distance as some people, but you get the point. Anyways, I've recently realized that I've come to love my own routine and my alone time. Mm. I guess moving in so soon together, I'm scared I'm not going to have that like I used to. How did you manage moving in with someone like Wyatt and setting boundaries in a nice way and still making time for yourself? Like, don't get me wrong. He's literally my best friend and I'm thankful for that and that we're finally together. But how do I tell him that I want to silently lay in bed at night with my dog, hit a vape and watch my Desby vlogs <laughs> or another example, my morning routine sets my day. I love getting up, doing my skincare, Doug, coffee, gym. And he's more of a stay in bed and chill morning kind of guy. Any advice would help. Love you lots. Sincerely, an introverted bitch. Okay, that is so funny because I immediately started out by saying that sounds like me and Wyatt. And then you related it back to me and Wyatt. So the the, the funny thing is, is oddly enough, you guys kind of fall into routine. I feel like the first couple weeks, you know, you're excited. You're like, do you want to go get lunch? Do you want to, do you want to cuddle? Do you want to fuck? Like whatever. And then all of a sudden the, the excitement dies down and you guys do fall into that normal routine. Wyatt and I have like even our alone time now, you know, we've been living with each other since we were 23 and 24. And now we still have this opportunity to have our alone time at night. He'll play some video games. <laughs> and, um, 
I'll do my skincare, I'll lay in bed, I'll edit my vlogs, whatever it may be. So I think it'll happen a little bit more naturally than you think. And this goes to anyone who is like about to move in with their partner for the first time. But especially being long distance, I will say I had a lot of anxiety of like us going to live together and be like, do I even like him anymore? That sounds terrible, right? But it's a very real thought process. You're like, what is this going to be like living with this person all the time versus having that, you know, excitement of distance makes the heart grow fonder. The biggest thing I would say is make sure you guys keep that alone time, get out of the house, don't be around each other, create that excitement of coming home to each other. Um, it is very important to have those boundaries still, because as much as you can love someone, we are meant to take care of ourselves. We are still meant to refill that personal cup. And I know for me, that's very important to me. That's something that I need in order to fulfill myself is I need my self care time. I need my own me time. And so I think the more you can just be open in communication about that, even when you guys first move in, you know, sit down, go to dinner and kind of talk about that. Just be like, you know, babe, I'm so excited to be moving in with each other. Like, what do you think about like, what is our night routine going to look like? Like, do you maybe want to plan trying to like watch a show on Tuesdays? Like, you know, whatever. And it sounds stupid to like plan it, but it really just makes the flow go so much easier when you guys know what expectations you have from each other. And there's no questions left unanswered. And I think if you open it up in that very nice way of like, I'm so excited to be living with each other. Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about roles that we're both going to play. Are you going to do your own laundry? Am I going to do mine? Or are we going to do ours together? Like, it's weird to talk about that stuff, but it's so important or else again, in a month, you're going to be so pissed when his laundry is piled all the way up and you're like, now I have to do his fucking laundry. It's like, make it clear from the beginning and make a chore chart, like whatever is easy for you guys. It doesn't have to come across as wrong. Um, it's all about delivery. So that is my biggest tip. And I think that that could help a lot. Have you had to deal with setting boundaries with family slash in-laws when you started having kids? I'm due with my first, which will also be the first grandchild on both sides of the family. And I'm struggling from stress and anxiety over controlling family members. Any advice? Welcome. Sincerely, stressed mama to be. So I'm very grateful. I've never really had to deal with like a huge in-law type of vibe. Wyatt is an only child. So it definitely created a different experience than I thought just because I, I you know, I'm used to having siblings and like other people that kind of like you know, take the heat off of you. Right. But with Wyatt, like he is all that his parents ever think about. So it is a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, I think though, that it, when it comes to like mama to be like, if that baby is not even here yet, don't let it overly stress you out. Because I think I was in the same situation. I remember kind of stressing out about like my in-laws and even like my parents, like, how am I going to tell them I don't want them over or whatever, but it just really all flowed supernaturally. Um, and I think that setting those boundaries from the beginning of just like, okay, Hey guys, you know, when the baby's here, if you guys could just, you know, text me a few days or like a day before you would maybe want to come over, please don't spring it on me. Like I, you know, I, I'm going to be sleep deprived. I'm going to be emotional. Like if we could just have like really open communication and set those expectations before that baby is here, it's going to be very helpful. Um, but you know, the anxiety, the stress, the first time mom of like, you know, I don't want you holding my baby. I, I only want my mom, like meaning you, like as the daughter, you want your mom. It's very natural and, um, don't feel like bad for it. It does get better. It's just that immediate postpartum, like anxiety and sense of wanting your own personal mother, very normal, very common, but just, you know, make sure that you're allowing yourself to 
try when you're comfortable. And again, just keep that communication open, especially with your spouse, because at the end of the day, like if there's a, if there's a, a talk that needs to happen, it, it is a team effort at that point. And you don't need to be talking to the mother-in-law by yourself. Like it is you and your husband and that child, like that is your child. You can have a group conversation about if something were to need to change. Right. But I think that you're going to be in a better position than you think. Try not to stress about it. Um, and just, you know, whatever it comes with boundaries, again, just preset them as much as possible of, you know, Hey, we don't want visitors the first week. No one's coming over, whatever it may be. My situation was a little bit different because Maddox specifically was a preemie. And then we had COVID. So like no one came to visit, um, until he was like eight weeks old. And then whenever they came, they had to get COVID tested. So it was like, they, I really only saw people like four times his first year of the life of life. Um, but when it came to Archie, you know, uh, when we come home from the hospital, my family was here, greeted us at home. Wyatt's mom came in that coming weekend. So like a few days later, it was a little bit more natural, but again, like my in-laws don't live by me. And then my parents live like 30 minutes from me. So it's not like a walk down the street where they show up uninvited. Next up, I recently found out from my best friend that my boyfriend has been asking about rings and is planning on proposing. I love him and I do see a future with him. However, he still lives with a roommate and his roommate's girlfriend. Come April, so this month, he wants me to move in as well to save money for our own place until his lease is up in October. I do not like his roommate or his girlfriend, and I do not like the idea of being engaged and going home to another grown adult couple. I'm 26, boyfriend's 24, the other couple are both 22. It just kind of gives me the ick. If he does propose, should I say yes and make it a long engagement, not get married until we have our own place, or should I say no and wait and risk hurting his confidence. I've tried to hint either way. I know how I'm not ready and snitching on my best friend and that he's not taking a hint. Sincerely, the girl who doesn't think roommates are romantic. Okay. That is, wow. That is definitely a situation I never really thought about, but I can 100% see where that is like definitely gives you the ick. So my thing is like, if you do believe in a future with him, take the engagement, take the long engagement. There is no like rule of if you get engaged, you have to get get married in a year. So, you know, find your own place, elongate that engagement, but like have that promise made to each other, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, if it comes down to financials where you you just think you would be in a better position after getting your own place, you would rather make that a financial, you know, um, priority, stuff like that, then like have that hard conversation with them, you know, go out to dinner and be like, hey, babe, like, where are we at in our relationship? What do we see the next step? And if he starts talking about proposal, just be like, you know, I love you and I see my future with you. I feel like getting your own place should be a priority, you know, and I don't want you spending your money on a ring right now when like, I want us to be together. You know, I just want us to be in the same home. I think again, it all comes down to that delivery. And I think if you deliver it in the way of like, I want us to come first, it could be a really good way to kind of talk around that topic. So hopefully not only that can help you, but maybe someone else too, who's in that same position, but I would not want to come home to roommates either. I don't care what our financial position is. I don't want to be engaged with living with roommates. I can totally see where like that is a personal preference and hundred percent. Okay. I'm in a healthy, loving, trusting relationship of four and a half years. We're in our early thirties and I've always been iffy on children. More recently, I do not think I could fulfill a motherly role and I would prefer to adopt in the future if the time was right. I am another human when I'm tired and I know that that will not fly for the first few years. Babies call it selfish, but I also don't want to bring into it, bring a child into a family who's not hundred percent confident in the decision on both ends. Opposing to my decision, my boyfriend does want a child. He does not prefer the route of adoption. We know there is no compromise to this. We've sought out a couple's therapist and they simply reiterated the same outcome. We 
Either both agree or we part ways. Any advice on how to navigate this dreaded talk we are planning? Sincerely, baby or brokenhearted? So that is a really tough decision because you really have to be super open in communication with each other and to compromise on that, like for either party is just a no-go. To say, like to completely ditch the relationship is super hard, but kids in that decision in a relationship, I would just be fearful if you guys could not create a decision together that there would be a ton of resentment in that in that relationship moving forward. You know what I mean? So that would be my biggest worry is like, not that you two couldn't continue to like live life together. It's just, there could be like an overarching compromise resentment that could be difficult. Now, at the end of the day, I see it as like, if you are, it's your body as a woman, it is your decision whether you want to bring in kids to the world or not. I will offer this from a standpoint of a, a mother myself. When you say you can't do it, now again, I'm not saying that like your reasoning is not suffice. I want to make this very clear. However, when you think, oh, my sleep is precious, my, you know, whatever, I know this is important to me for just an example. When you have a child and you love that child so deeply, you don't give a fuck about your sleep. So that is one thing that I will also just share as like a mother myself. That was a big fear of mine is like, how am I going to operate off no sleep? But once I had my child, I was like, yeah, there's no, like, I don't care if I don't have to sleep. I love this baby so much. On the other hand, I would encourage maybe your boyfriend, your spouse to open his eyes a little bit more to adoption and maybe at least offer you. So before you were to like end a relationship, could your boyfriend offer you a little bit more of like an entry point into looking into an adoption? open his eyes a little bit. Wyatt and I have struggled with this back and forth as I've been very open with him that I wouldn't mind adoption. I would love to adopt and he's not really for it. However, he told me that when that time comes, if we really choose to not have kids of our own, that he would be open to exploring options if that, if that's what it came down to. So I think that it's just important for him as of right now, since adoption is on the table, can we explore it a little bit more before we call this quits, you know, but, but a baby in a relationship, having a child in a relationship, that's a very huge decision that I feel like both parties specifically need to be very on on board with. Um, so sending love to you, that's a very serious conversation, a very serious topic and not one to take lightly at all. Um, but I will say, I think for you knowing right now that you're not ready for motherhood slash you might not ever be, that's okay. And that's you taking parenting very seriously. So hats off to that. Oof. I'm truly struggling. My boyfriend and I just broke up. I'm 26 and he is 28. We were high school sweethearts. Ugh. We have one child together and I'm currently pregnant. I was working until I found out I was pregnant, then quit because I was a dancer and dancing isn't fun for me. Oh, isn't for me, period. <laughs> While being pregnant. Anywho, he moved out. So now I'm a single parent with no job to pay bills and all I want to do is cry and sleep. My four-year-old keeps asking where his daddy is and why we aren't a family. Basically, I just need advice on how to pick myself up, heal, and be the mom and person I was created to be. I've applied for eight jobs. Please wish us luck and prayers. Sincerely, a heartbroken mama. Oh, man, that's like bringing tears to my eyes because um, that is so tough um, when you picture yourself having this family and that family 
idea is broken. Um, and, and now you have this child asking and it makes you feel like shit, but to put yourself in a position of being your best self, if your best self is not with the father of your children, you are going to be a better mom for them. You know what I mean? You cannot stay in a situation, um, no matter the situation itself, you cannot stay in it either party when you cannot be your best self because your best self equals you being the best parent. Coming from a broken family myself, uh, my parents split when I was eight. Obviously, I was a little bit more acknowledgeable of what was going on. But during that time, being able to just see both my parents um, and be understanding of like, hey guys, you're like my mom would be like, hey guys, you're going to go see your dad this weekend. And then my dad would be like, hey guys, you're going back to your mom's, um, you know, whatever. The more I just, I feel like I understood where I was going, the more I understood like, yeah, this is just, yeah, I'm going to go see my dad. Oh, I'm going to go see my mom. My mom's taking me to practice. My dad's picking me up. So from a parent standpoint and being someone who was on the receiving end one day at one point, I think the best thing you can do is just talk to your child, no matter how young they are, four years old, whatever it may be, um, and just be open, you know, hey, like, you know, daddy's going to get a different house and, you know, whatever. And we're going to have special days with just dad and special days with just mom and whatever. I think the more you can just keep it very cordial in that way and also eliminate hatred for one another, you know, you don't talk shit about him. He doesn't talk shit about you. Like kids don't need to be involved in that. Make that very clear that you two need to be on board with that. You guys can dish out your own shit, whatever that, whatever that looks like, but do not bring the kids in that. Um, now in terms of like healing and just pushing forward, you are a badass mom. You're a fucking mother. You are mother. You will figure this out. Moms, we have that motherly instinct. We have that intuition. We will do anything for our babies, just like we would out in the fucking wild if we were hyenas or lions or zebras, whatever that fucking looks like. We're going to fight and defend until the death of us for our children. So even though things might not feel like they're working out for you right now, they're going to work out for you and they're never working against you. They're working for you. Everything that happens to you happens to you for a reason. And the more that you can ingrain that in your head and allow that to serve as a purpose and a lesson, the easier and more fun life gets. Don't look at it as a, as a rejection. Look at it as a fucking redirection. Mic drop on that. So I'm sending love to you. I know in this moment, you know, you're like, how the fuck? That's literally the only thing I can say. How the, how the fuck, you know? But before you know it, in a couple weeks, in a couple months, next year, in the next couple years, you're going to look back at the season on your life and go, that's why the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm sending love to you, sending hugs. Um, you're an amazing mom. And again, for whatever the situation had been with your significant other, I'm proud of you for being that single parent right now and putting in that work. You are doing an amazing job. Okay. Last few. I've been talking to this guy for almost a year now. We officially started dating a couple months ago, but recently broke up. I guess we're still hanging out, basically doing the boyfriend, girlfriend stuff without the title. He has two kids, which is cool. I know what I signed up for, but I can't communicate any feelings I have about the situation he's in without getting thrown in my face since I knew about it from the start. I also can't criticize anything that makes me feel any kind of way that's not positive without him freaking out and ending things. When things are good, they're so good. But that's when I'm positive, when I'm the positive one and show no emotion besides that. When I'm having a bad day, it's almost a burden to talk to him because it's of about it because of his life. Oh, got it. Okay. 
I guess I'm pretty much answering my own question what I should do here, but it might help hearing it from the queen herself. And seriously, a girl with a bad case of dumb bitchitis. Wait, is that the second time you guys have fucking signed off with that? That's funny. Um, I've never had dumb bitchitis sign off. And then now two of you said dumb bitchitis. It's funny. So when it comes to that, honestly, I feel like at that point in time, you deserve better. You deserve better. And, and you know what? Let's go ahead and just play devil's advocate. He deserves better too, right? Maybe, maybe he needs a different type of person to be able to take on that burden and not show that emotion. And if there's some people out there that do that, there's some people out there that will go happily through life, not showing any emotion. That's not you. So don't fit the mold of what maybe his expectations of someone is. And maybe his expectations are never going to be matched. And either way, you would never be good enough. So in my opinion, it's not worth it. Um, I know that there can be emotional ties in relationships and with kids. And it's always easier to say, oh, just fucking leave. You're better. But but trust yourself, trust your journey and trust the life that we have to live out there. Like, guys, most of you are talking, you know, you're 20, you're 30, whatever. We have so much time. Guys, my dad turned 50. He turned 50 a few weeks ago. And I remember looking at the age 50 and be like, wow, you're so old. And now I look at, <laughs> that sounds terrible, but I look at my dad and I'm like, you're so young, but you're 50, but you're so young. We have so much time. Please never settle. Please never settle. Please, please, please. Um, okay. Next one. And let's, let's go two more depending on length. Let's see how, how long this one is. This one's kind of long. Let's, let's go ahead. This will be our last one. If you guys like these episodes, comment below, let me know, email me, whatever it may be. I always love doing these. And to to be honest, I think it's always fun to also hear what other people are going through as a listener. Like, I think it's fun to kind of hear and then hear like, oh yeah, what would I do? Um, and I think those are kind of fun segments. So let me know what you think. Last one, dear Desby, my husband and I have been together for three years now. We have a beautiful nine month old little girl and two dogs. I love my husband and we have a lot of fun together. However, there are times where I get this bad vibe or feeling like something's off almost as if there's something I don't know about. I don't have any evidence of this, but my parents are always pointing out how, if I leave the house, he will call and text a lot asking where I'm at, what we're doing, etc. If he's out, he rarely texts me. Haven't confronted him. Like, what do I even confront him with when it's just like a feeling? I'm a stay-at-home mom. We've been working. We have one working car and I'm always with the baby unless I'm at the gym. Is this a guilty conscious or am I just crazy? Sincerely, a wife trying not to stress. You know, if I was in that same position, I would be in that same position. You know, I I would be asking those same questions and I would kind of be spiraling. And I think as someone taking on that caregiver role as a mother um, and as a stay-at-home mom. How do I say this the right way? I do not want this to come across bad. We feel, actually, this shouldn't come across bad because it's it's terrible that we, our society views us like this. Society views stay-at-home mothers as like inadequate. Maybe not inadequate, but like we're not providing much, which is fucking bullshit. Stay-at-home moms should be on fucking salary for all I know. However, my point is, when we're in this position of being a stay-at-home mom, I can see where we can start to spiral in our eyes of like, am I worthy? Am I doing enough? Am I providing? Is my husband turned on? Is he turned off? Am I blah, 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 blah. Do I not show any ambition where like he's bored of me? You know, whatever. We get in our heads. So part of me says, maybe it could be in your head. Taking on this new role as a mother, there's a lot going on. We're stressed. Our body's different. Our life's different. He could be texting you. Where are you at? What are you doing? Whatever. Because he's worried about work, like you and the baby. You know, dads have intrusive thoughts too. You know, dads can be scared that you guys aren't going to make it home too. You know, so I can see where like maybe when you're home and he doesn't text or call you a lot, it's because he knows you're safe. 
right? So I would take it that way too. Now, on the other hand, you're saying you kind of have a bad vibe. From my experience, in my opinion, vibes don't lie. You know what I mean? Maybe there's just unspoken energy that you guys haven't had a conversation about something or, you know, is, is the sex life going okay? Like, is there something we need to explore? Is there unmet needs? Is there unmet communication? That could be something as simple as that. You're working with one car, you know, do you have find my iPhone on? Like, is that something we could turn on secretly? Like, I mean, I would just be curious, but also, you know, where's that trust? So I would go with the conversation first. If you feel like it's still happening, turn that motherfucking turn my iPhone on. Send your location, share location without him fucking knowing, figure it out, figure out how to do that. Jailbreak his phone. I don't give a fuck, figure it out and then go from there. Um, but I I feel like when it comes to having kids, having a tie to one another, you deserve to have those conversations and confront that. Um, especially when that energy is off, but there's a little bit of a devil's advocate to kind of like look at it that way too. When you're home, you're safe. When you're out with the baby and in his child and you're his wife, he's worried about you. Could, could we maybe see that? I don't know. What do you guys think? You would, you guys will have to let me know. I always love it when some of you chime in on other stories too. Like, Hey, I've been here. Here's what I would have done or whatever. It's always fun. And you know, again, all we have is the context of a fucking Google form. So I don't know your life. I don't know your, I don't know anything, but it's fun. It's fun. It's free therapy from Desby. Not really advice. Okay. I'm not a therapist, not a licensed therapist. Do not sue me, but I hope you guys have an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, let me know what you want to see next. Um, I have some other guests coming up. We have some fun things coming up. I'm going to bring my sister back on the podcast. We'll have Wyatt on the podcast and we'll be here every damn Sunday. So don't get shocked three years in and we're not stopping. We're chew chewing to the finish line. Hope you guys have a great day. Um, comment below, like this video, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a rating, leave a review, write a little, you know, oh my gosh, Desiree help me heal my relationship with my husband. 10 out of 10 stars. (laughs) I love you guys. Have a great Sunday and we will see you next Sunday. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.